talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back. Messy Christianity. Brent, Kevin, hello, hello, hello. Hey, today let's talk about transitions. And so uh, it is... May, the end of May right now as we're recording this, and seniors are about to graduate. And, and uh, fifth, probably probably listening to this. Uh, probably t- June or July. June or, yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's still within the time frame of having to think about what's next. Mm-hmm. And it occurs to me that, that transitions are just a part of life. And uh, how we approach them and, and how we uh, manage them is really a big deal, and it, it'll make a lot, it'll have a big difference, it'll make a big difference in um, really a lot of our, our perceived happiness and the happiness of other people that we're around. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it, transitions. Um, what are some of the big transitions in life, oh, moving goodness. from one phase to another? Preschool. Preschool to kindergarten is such a big one. A, <laughs> By the way, can I just... For clear, mom and dad, actually, it may be. Can I clearly state at this moment, <laughs> I make a I lot, where, you know where I'm going, I know where you're going. but... Yeah. For crying out loud for the love of all things decent and humanly kind, stop graduating every single class. I mean, you if you graduate from kindergarten to first grade, if you graduate from fifth grade into sixth grade, if you graduate from eighth grade into ninth grade, by the time you graduate from twelfth grade, it's no big deal. You've already graduated four times. I know. Shoot me while you can. Mamas are mamas everywhere upset at me, but yeah. Some things just, I think, should be special. Anyways, uh, but those are transitions, and I don't really see a big transition from kindergarten to first grade necessarily, yeah. but from fifth to sixth is probably a big deal. Yeah. If if you go into from elementary to middle school because you're moving locations. Right. And you're, you're changing classes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so, there's a physiological change in you too. So I, I guess the, the big, the overall big ones, high school, you graduate, that is, that is a big yeah. one. Um, college graduation is a huge one. Yeah. Marriage is a big one. Children, empty nest. That Retirement. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think so of something. Transition out of work into yeah. uh, different kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Death of a spouse. That's a transition. A huge that's transition. not one we look forward no. to or Our death of a child. I mean, those are. Mm, so there's a lot of. Some of them are just natural graduating transitions. You see them coming, and then some are unexpected transitions. So. So I'm going to. broad topic. While we're talking, I'm going to Google. Um, transitions. Well, I'm a, I saw a list somewhere about the stress mm. factor, the stress level of things. So while you're looking at that, I heard, goodness, this years ago, so I know I'm going to quote this wrong, but psychologists, psychiatrists wrote this article about that <clears throat> most people can only handle two of the major transitions per year. Like you get beyond that, and it's really causing a major stress on you. Even two is pushing it. So they recommend like don't buy a house and get married and, mm-hmm. you know, do something else in one year. And uh, I, I do wedding ceremonies and I'll see people who uh, had the kid before marriage, but they have a kid, they get married and they're buying a house and they're changing jobs and moving. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, mm. you or that's really a lot, a lot of stressors you're putting on yourself. But, you know, I, I, and while you're looking this up, I, I, I think part of our conversation today can be all of that really comes down to your viewpoint of this. Yeah. Um, growing up a military brat and moving a lot, um, we, we moved every two years. 
And it, at first, I didn't really like it, but then over time, even as a kid, it's a brand new me every yeah, that's, two years. That you recreate, and I saw it as an opportunity. And so I think that is the mindset. It like is mindset. Yep. It, 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 now, <laughs> a loss of a loved one. You know? I mean, there's different kind of transitions in different ways, but um, but the ones you see coming, you know, the the empty nest. It is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for your child now to branch out and. And by the way, it's the stepping stone towards grandchildren. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's, it's a necessary evil. Right. It's it's the process. But anyway. well, I think that's important too. Is is your history, what you are used to, makes a lot of uh, yes. difference in how you perceive transition. And it really could go either way. If you yeah. live in a one horse town for all of your life up until high school graduation the prospect of going to college could scare you to death or it could be something that you've looked forward for the last 12 years. I was youth pastor, one of my first churches, I was still in college, right after college, but um, we had a youth group up in rural Georgia and uh, actually came to youth camp. Uh, it was super wow, Georgia Baptist camp. Doug it was in Doug Couch. Doug Couch, yeah, Doug Fields, Doug Couch, yeah. Which <laughs> my buddy Mike Ricks is now that guy, so hey, Mike, if you're listening, okay. yeah. Um, so anyway, so they, Shout out Doug Couch. we came down to that year it was in uh, Fort Walton Beach. And um, so I brought him down. But as we brought brought the van load down and one of my chaperones, we stopped at the Florida line and, you know, took the traditional picture. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes a lottery ticket. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I think this is even pre-lottery, but took the picture. Yeah, would have been but, way pre-lottery. <laughs> but what I found out was um, this one male chaperone guy I had, I think he was at the time upper 40s. Um, he took the picture by the state line because he had never been out of the state of Georgia. He was in his upper forties and that was so foreign to me, you know, like, but he, and literally when he got married, he just moved next door. And I thought, this is such a foreign world to me. (laughs) Like I I think I grew up in the country. I see the Waltons playing in the background. I'm telling you. You know what they say? Happiness, true happiness is seeing your mother-in-law's face on a milk carton. Oh my goodness! <laughs> not true. For Shout my- out to okay. <laughs> not true. I'm just joking. Well, you said it, yeah, yeah. It is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I I think for that, for that guy, like change and transitions, yeah, probably a huge, huge deal. I mean, t- so far into me, you know, <laughs> yeah. totally different world. Well, but I think your own personality makes a difference too. If mm-hmm. if you like risk, which two of us in this room really do. Uh, if if you like change and and something new all the time, then transitions kind of it's an opportunity. It's an excitement yeah. thing. If if you like more stability and and like to to more be more pre planned and and controlled, then change is not. It's not like you can't change. It's just mm-hmm. it it might take a little longer to to get used to the idea. So so here are the here's some of the things. Now, I don't I haven't vetted this article. I literally just pulled it up. Um, so you can take that for what it's worth, but it says the seven most stressful life changes and how to cope with them in order. Number one, death of a spouse. Number two, divorce. Mm. That is a huge a one. one. That yeah. is a huge one. Uh, marital separation. Number three, number four, going to jail or prison. Uh, there's a difference between jail and prison. Uh, number five, the death of a close family member. Six, a major il- injury or illness. Mm. Yeah. That's a big deal It'll too. Change life. Yeah. Uh, and then seven marriage. Um, of course, you could add to that list um, things like uh, a new job. Yeah. Um, you could add to that list new children or children. Yeah. You know, 
as as I'm saying that, it dawns on me that literally life is constantly changing. Lots of change. Well, one of the things that I noticed out of the seven, only one of them was positive, and that was the seventh one. Marriage? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, most people would go into marriage saying it's a positive. Yeah. So you, you look at that, everything else on the list, top six, were what are definitely negatives. And you don't, and those aren't things that are necessarily under your control. Obviously, the divorce, you know, you can control a part of it, but you can't fully control it because you have another person mm-hmm. that's part of it. You can't control loss of a the loss one. of a loved one. Yeah. No. So, so these are uncontrollable events for the most part. And you said it earlier, life is full of transitions. The, they're, I don't know, they're to be expected. Like, it, it, it's going to happen. Like, Everybody's, it's not a matter if, yeah, it, it's, it's a matter when. of when. Yeah. Everybody's going to have major transitions in life at some point. I think maybe that's why uh, the scripture we mentioned in the last podcast, the make the most of every opportunity for yeah. the days of evil. Really, if we can live with no regrets, that would be ideal. Hmm. You know, why put off till tomorrow what you really could and should do today? Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, not to take a whole somber turn, but we we're not guaranteed, and and even our loved ones, you know, there's so many stories out there of regret. I wish I had spent more time with them, or or said more, done more. Well, just today's the day. Think about the music industry and how many songs are geared around <laughs> around that very topic yeah. of transition there's or regret a tear or in you know, my beer you're right. And, yep. and, and even even in the Christian circle, I, I mean, one of them that pops in my mind is the uh, Cinderella song by Mike, not Michael W. Smith, um, the other yeah, one, Stephen uh, Curtis, oh, Stephen oh, Curtis yeah. Catman. Yeah. yeah, and what what did you say? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, I thought you said Catman. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Uh, that guy. SC squared yeah. is yeah. the way I like to call him. So he and I are tight. We're buds. Shout out. Um, anyway, Stephen, you, you know, forgot to call me yesterday, man. Butterfly. What a, what, what a transition. You know, that song itself is about I watched my little girl be born and now I'm giving her away. And it <laughs> yeah. was like a blink of an eye. And it's like, Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not even there yet. I got a 12 year old, and that brings me to tears yeah. thinking about yeah. the yeah. about the transition when it right. uh, happens sometime in the future. So yeah. So the I think the most common reaction to transition that that we see coming is fear and resistance. Um. And and, and those tend those are mostly negative, right. but what if we flip the script? What if we said instead of, oh, man, that's going to happen. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that's going to happen. Right. It's an opportunity for something new. Absolutely. Like So th- the other side of the transition is the unknown. So you can yeah. look at the unknown as an opportunity. You can look at the unknown as, as this scary, dreadful thing. I mean, and, it, and honestly, either could happen. Isn't there a <laughs> Disney song about the unknown? Into the unknown. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know. But that's, that really is right. exciting. It, it it is to me too. I know that's not to everybody, but you know, what's behind door number two? This is the great adventure. Yeah, Stephen Curtis, go west, young man. <laughs> See how many we can get in today. This will be fun. Yeah. It, it honestly has been my heart's cry. Okay, that was another Stephen Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't so, get that. I know you didn't get it. All right. Okay. Anyway, oh, that's, that's an old school. Right? That's an old school. Yeah, good song. But but yeah, so the adventure of what's next, and that is a matter of simply changing your thinking. It really is. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that as you think, 
so so go now it it's not that you're going to change circumstances but it, it changes your approach to it i agree with your statement but i would agree with the, everything you just said but, but i'm taking a kevin roll here <laughs> this is a big but the it it is as simple as changing your mindset but it's as impossible as changing your mindset because we can say that we, from from a personal perspective and say, well, you know, we can just change our mindset and, you know, man up, woman up, whatever, and, and just deal with it, accept it, push on through. Yeah, this is going to be good. Psych ourselves into, um, into the possibilities. But, wow, changing a mindset, especially based on uh, our own history, our own predisposition, mm-hmm. Um, for some people, I think that really is the essence of it. Some people, the excitement of the change is because of their wiring and life experiences, and the fear factor of not knowing what's next is the same thing for somebody who's wired that way and yeah. has negative past experiences, um, or or the person that's failed multiple times, and the fear of one more failure. You know, we celebrate people like. Um, Thomas Edison, who yeah. who failed, you know, five million times, whatever that big number was. I don't remember it was a five hundred times or something. That and you know, I, I, this is how I learned five hundred ways not to build the light bulb. Well, okay. After the fact, we celebrate. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, for mo- I don't know, I can't say for most people, but for many people, that's not realistic. That third, fourth, fifth, twelfth failure. That's I give up. I just can't do it anymore. I can't take one more failure. So the idea of changing the mindset for some people, yeah, that's a stamp of a finger, and yeah, we can do that. For others, it's like uh, I, I don't see how to make that happen. You know, that's a really good point. Um, I was watching a, a TED Talk the other day, and one of the statements made by the speaker is this: he "said TED Talk really is a a conference." Of failure, he said. She said, "Everybody that stands on this stage is a failure, and we celebrate it. We That's pay cool. money to come to listen to people's failures, yeah. and yet nobody in this room wants to admit that they fail. It is totally messed up and right. totally backwards. And I think it's because of the well. There's a lot of things I think, but it's it's pride, it's fear, it's an unrealistic expectation of." how life is supposed to be, which could play into the whole fear of transitions. You ever notice how we set the script for our life and we have this idea of, okay, this is what life is is going to be like, this is where, but then we start veering from that. We get all afraid and we get all nervous because it's nothing like we planned. I mean, did, did you plan your life out the way it's it's played out? Oh, absolutely Brent, not, Kevin. Did you? Is no. this? Did you ever think that you would be in this position at fifty years old? I, 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 I had no yeah. clue. Maybe a year ago, but definitely yeah. not. <laughs> not fifteen, yeah. twenty years ago. There's yeah. no way. No, we had such different plans. I know yeah. I did. Yeah. You know, I was I was Billy Graham by this point in my life. But can you complain? I mean, does God not know better than uh, than we do? Um, ultimately, if we trust him as the father, then we can trust that as long as I'm being obedient and I'm listening and I yes. See, is, th- yes, theologically, you're 100% right. But living that out day to day is an absolute struggle for many people yeah. because of, of the uncertainty. 
if someone grew up in an unstable home environment, there many of them aspire to stability. Mm-hmm. So anything that creates instability yeah. is that deep root of hurt and a you know abuse, neglect, whatever those were from childhood, which become a part of who the the people are. And so the idea of change, the idea of change equaling instability is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And and in their heads, as a Christ follower, yeah, absolutely, I believe that God's going to provide. Yes, I believe the scriptures. Yes, I, I claim it and I stand firm on it. But inside, it's that constant battle of what if this is the one time where he does let me down or or it it you know it's just it's, it's that struggle for so many folks i don't think it's a one size fit obviously not a one size fits all for it and it really does depend on our wiring and our upbringing i mean for the opposite of what you just said for my you know my upbringing my mindset is um yeah I, i'm ready to I, like i can try something new all the time like and i'm now energized by that but there for somebody like me, and I think Jeff, you may be like this too. Like there is value in—I don't want to say settling because that's the wrong word—but there's value in staying put, staying focused, staying—you yep. know—nose to the grind. Like there's, there's—we had to kind of look out of our box that way. Um, whereas, and so not see comfort necessarily as a bad thing, but as maybe a, a gift that we're given at this point. So, and not always looking for the the next great adventure or the, you know, the grass greener kind of from your from that side, uh, Brent, what you just talked about, the challenge for them would be to, Hey, there may be more there may, you know, so it, that's the out of the box that they got to look at. And, um, so it's not one size fits all, you know, I, I would say to someone, and here's coming from our different personalities. It's so easy for us to get put into a, a zone, you know, people like, like me, we could be wired to just, hey, I'm going to change every two years. I'll just keep moving and keep, you know, <laughs> just keep and, and, and be our, energized And, by and our society celebrates that with the number of people that, yeah. that you know, there there are very few people who have 30, 40, 50-year careers right. with one organization. Not anymore. It's yeah. almost unheard of. Right. Uh, and because the celebrated of, I'm going to work this for two years and I'm going to go right. get something a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better and well, work my way up. And that, and that worked, but I mean, even bigger, worse. I mean, there's people who do that with relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and just, I mean, oh just my goodness. move on. And All you got to do is look at Facebook and see yeah. when, when you see somebody's got a new, this person's the one yeah. two or three times a year. That's, that's scary. I, I mean, saw, really I think scary. our buddy Andy posted it and I think Andy, Andy Strebel, I think yeah, he listens yeah, to these. Yeah. Do you see where he posted? Like, you think you've got it bad, but you, we got friends on Facebook who've already had three uh, relationships already this year, like, yeah. and now it's it's complicated. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. It's funny, but it's true. You know, back to what you said a minute ago, Brent. Uh, as you're talking about, you know, it, it's theologically you can believe that, but living it out. Pr- I don't mean this in a, in a judgmental kind of way, but it. But what you were saying to me, what I heard was. I believe it intellectually, but it hasn't sunken into my heart, which I think is actually the case for a lot of a lot of folks. It's we talk about the goodness of God, the character of God, the, you know, the the kindness His about trusting and all. But when it actually comes to doing that, it's almost like the belief has stopped. It, it, it it's not it's it's a it's a it's a head knowledge, not a okay. This really is who you are. 
And again, I'm not I'm not saying that's an easy place to get to, but I'm saying that well, I think that is where God wants us to get. This just popped in my head, though, and I may be stretching this, but Abraham, you know, when when God first talked to Abraham, he it, it, it was a lot of promises. I'll make your descendants as numerous as the sand on the seashore. I will seashore. Sand on the seashore. <laughs> seashore, yeah. Seashore. She I will. On the I will bless you. I'll bless your fame. I'll yeah. bless your. I mean, and so it's like okay. I mean, it was like a great deal. But there's a progression with Abraham. I mean, so later it's like, hey, take your son, go up on that hill, put him on the altar, kill him. You know. Yeah. But it took time to get to that point, and I think God, I know God, does that for each one of us. Like there's a, there is a progression. God individually takes us and deals with us where we are in our journey, in our personality, in our experience. I, I really believe that. I mean, so. It's like building a bridge, somebody building a bridge, and you going, yeah, man, that's a great bridge builder. Man, best bridge builder there is. You look, This thing's going to get us across water. Then the bridge builder go, okay, it's done. Time to drive across it. And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. But you've been saying how great a bridge builder I am. That actually did happen. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a... Tightrope? No, no, no. He was an an entrepreneurial bridge builder, Hmm. and he he built a bridge, um, but people were afraid to go. So what he did was he had elephants walk across the bridge. Oh, I've heard that story. You remember this? Yeah. yeah. And and, I've been the one between the United States and Canada. Yeah, Niagara Falls. Yeah, I think you're like right. The first suspension bridge or yep. something like that. Yeah, yep. that story. And it wasn't until people saw that hey, it would hold the elephants that they could right. then trust it. But that, but the point being, I think that's a lot like our relationship with God. Is we talk a good game about how great God is and how trustworthy He is and how faithful He is and He'll keep His promises. You know, preachers are good about this. Yeah. You can trust Him, but then you get into that position where yeah. you have to trust Him, and you're like, but I'm not sure He's going to come through. Wait a minute. What have you been saying for the last twenty right. years? Right. If it, you either you either believe it or it's just platitudes that are coming out of your mouth. Unfortunately, you really don't know if you believe it until you've been tested. You know, and mm-hmm. I think the scripture talks about that. Consider it pure joy when you face my brothers, when you face trials. What's James? When you mm-hmm. face trials of many kinds, yeah. um, because the trials produces perseverance, mm-hmm. and perseverance hope and mm-hmm. faith, and so. Transitions are an opportunity, really, for 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 God to demonstrate who we say that He is. Um, and I'm not just talking about bad transitions; good transitions yeah, too. And they, it's a yep. change because we tend to think of transitions as bad, but it's not really. To everything, there is a season. Right. Turn, turn, turn. That's Ecclesiastes three. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well, We're so resistant to it, though. I mean, and even in our uh, goodness, change. How many times have we heard around here, around here? But in any church I've worked in, we've never done it that way before. I mean, we're yeah. so resistant to transitions and to change. And yeah, uh, and I was thinking about that earlier and I forgot. You know, transitions is a nice word for change. <laughs> yeah, right. We can talk about transitions. Yeah. Oh yeah, transitions are okay. Change? Um, uh, not so sure. I'm about transitioning that. wives. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, a, it's not the way it's supposed to say. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean, I mean, we say it like with jobs. You know, I'm transitioning Transition. jobs. Well, you got fired. What do you, you know? Exactly. So what do you do? Well, I'm kind of in between right now. Yeah, right. right. But it just wasn't working out. Yeah. For who? You were them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it is an opportunity. Not the wife. The the, the job. <laughs> Please thank you for yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, I am actually surprised at how 
quickly relationships change. From what I see in social media, how, how a person can go from this person's the love of my life, God God blessed me with them, he, they're most, they, they, they complete me and all that kind of stuff. And within a year, there's a whole nother person that, that has that same verbiage towards them. And, and I ask myself, I say, how do, you, how do you do that in a year's time? Go from God giving you the gift of one person to now the same exact thing for another person. And, and that's the value, the, the stuff that, that Brent was saying earlier, that person that craves the stability, there is, there is value in that. Like, I think there's a balancing act going on. Like, stability is not a bad thing. So the people in my camp that like, like change and transition, like we need to value stability and, and consistency and, and, you know, a, a good job, a good wife, a good home. I mean, th- those are good things. And we see a lot of stability in, in our culture. I mean, we go for, for most folks, they go to work the same time. The yeah. schedule's the same yeah. church service. It's the same time right. every week. It's not like, well, we're going to try it a different time on yeah. Saturday instead of Sunday morning this week. Uh, you know, work, school, so much television programs. What's that? You know, yeah. uh, you know the, the seven seven p.m. shows coming on. That, so we see a lot of stability because stability equals, uh, in, in a lot of ways, equals. Um, What's something you can count on? Accountability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's just you know it's going to be there. They're going to be there. It you know it's there. So. But once again, I'm coming from my standpoint of I need to value that, where it's somebody who's craving stability because of maybe past hurts or whatever, maybe the box for them needs to get out a little bit. It's like, hey, there is a little more adventure out there. You know what I mean? You, you can leave the house. You, you, know? can't, you can't leave the state. You can leave the state. Before exactly. you're 45. Right. There's more world out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. So. Uh, two ditches. We talk about that a lot, but I think that's depending on where you are. That make a great podcast name between it two really, ditches because it's it really speaks to a lot of issues. It really does. Living between them. Living between the ditches. Well, so I hope what people will get out of this is the uh, the courage to embrace transition, um, and also to to embrace it by changing their perspective. Sometimes just seeing it differently. Yeah. And and honestly. We, I'm, I'm not a word faith guy in any stretch of the imagination, but saying some things out loud does have value. So if you're always, oh man, it's horrible. I can't mm-hmm. believe we got to do that, as opposed to, man, I get to do this. Right. Just hearing yourself say that changes your own attitude and your own perspective in a way that's positive, and so it's helpful. And look, if it's going to happen anyways, yeah. why fight it? But I, and I think that's truth when it comes to declaring the truth of Scripture over our heart and our life. Yeah, I, and I don't understand scientifically how this works, but I truly believe that reading the Scripture and thinking in my mind, reading it to myself, the declarations of God, yeah. versus speaking them out loud so that my vocal cords are actually speaking them and my eardrums are actually hearing it, it there's, there's something significant about that. Yeah, I, I I don't I can't explain it, but there's just really is. Well, physiologically, how we're made, um, we're made to hear things and process them. And so when we see it, mm-hmm. when we say it, and when we hear it, and even when we write it, that's four different um, inputs, if you will, yeah. 
inputs outputs each of the senses that that helps if you have an if you have an a, a transition that's in the future you know it's coming and even the ones you don't know coming but you can look at that with two different you're you're going to think about it and you're going to process it one of two ways and no matter what because that's what we do we think about worst case scenario best case scenario or you know hopium or doomsday i mean like it you can hopium yeah, like I hope you never heard that before. The hope dealer, the hope dealer, oh, hopium. You never heard of hopium? I've I mean, never I've heard, heard of hopium. But I've heard, I heard of the hope yeah. dealer, but I've yeah. never heard of hopium. Hopium, yeah, yeah. It's just I'm a hopium dealer. Dealing the hopium, yeah. Um, so you're you're gonna think about and process one of those two. And I can tell you, my own life, you know, doing the moving every two years, I eventually got to that place where I did see the move that was coming up in three months as as that opportunity, and it absolutely did make a difference because you your attitude and your personality going into that next situation what you step in with makes all the difference because what i did when i started moving was i did see everything as an opportunity so i learned to meet people like immediately it changed my personality and so first day of school rather than seeing it as a oh no what can go wrong nobody i don't know anybody i can't like i saw it as look at all these people i get to meet (laughs) i I won't be here in two years so here i am (laughs) you know so just going in with a, a mindset it really does help. And once, once again, not word of faith kind of stuff, but it does mindset. Yeah. It really does. It affects your attitude, affects your actions. And you put off a certain vibe yes. to people. Yeah. There, it's a confidence or it's a an, uh, lack of confidence. Yeah. And people pick up on that. Right. And they will treat you based on the vibe you're putting off. I don't use the word vibe a lot, but, but it's true. I, I can take a value that I learned growing up, and I, I would not have got this if I didn't move so much, but I learned <laughs> there were good people, there were bad people, there were crazy people everywhere I went, but I also learned, and this, I don't want this to sound wrong, like this, I learned I can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can I can thrive anywhere. You can do it. I really, I mean, but I really learned that yeah. because I, what I learned is I can fit in any situation. I, I can, you know, and that's, and that, that's really a great, thing that God I know a, I know a situation me. that I can't fit in. What? Pensacon. I stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but I'm like totally hey, non-Pensaconish. You also danced on the Florida cruise ship, so you, I bet you stuck out like a sore <laughs> thumb on that one too. <laughs> wow. Last week's podcast. Sorry. Wow, just, that was just, painful. It just kind of came in my head. Wow. I'm just picturing a big sore thumb on that one. You know too. what? I think actually I do have that video. I'll just readily admit I would stick out like a major sore thumb on a dance floor myself. So you know what? I am I am shocked at how good my children can dance and how poorly I can dance. In fact, okay, true story. I was so concerned about my lack of danceability on the ship, and I knew that we were going to go dancing the next night. That I bought internet time. Oh my! And I YouTubed how to learn how to dance. Nice. And like I spent two hours looking at basic dance yeah. moves, <laughs> so I wouldn't look like a fool on the dance floor. <laughs> oh boy! True confessions. Yeah. Needless to say, I still look like a fool on a dance floor. I you know what? That's a great idea. We should do beginner dance lessons. That, well, it Here. Would be beginner. I mean, really. We could have somebody who knows how to groove teach us. Do you know how to dance, Brent? I do daddy-daughter dance every year with oh, Rachel yeah. Grace. So, no, no. I'm, that, that's, yeah, yeah. that qualifies. That's um, dance. Daddy-daughter dance, therefore. Yeah. Okay. Let me, so yeah. if I were to put you on a dance floor, could you could you bust a move? Okay, so busting a move does not equate to dancing. That is a form of dancing. Okay. You start thinking about ballroom dancing and, 
and things like <laughs> that. I think he's circling thing. around. That's he not was, the same thing. You would be my strategy. Shelby, Shelby Vault, Shelby Vault, come teach us to dance. Let me girl. tell you, Shelby is amazing. But she's not going to do no break dancing stuff that you're talking about. I bet about. you she could. She I probably she could, could but that's not going to be uh, the essence of what she's teaching. Here would be my strategy. About... Just go for it. Like, I, know, know <laughs> that it's bad. But go so far bad with it that like right. you're owning it. Like you know it's Napoleon Dynamite. Just oh, Elaine, totally Elaine from it. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up in the air. Just go for it. Yes, yes. Well, yes. you know what? There's that confidence thing we're talking about. Yeah. If you exude confidence, people Own are like, it. oh, you're, you're supposed to be that way. Own it, man. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, that's a whole nother story. So, yep. all right, we got to go 32 minutes after. Thank you for joining Woo. us on the podcast. Hope these transition uh, conversation, this transition conversation was good for you. Um, don't don't uh, be afraid. Uh, step out into the unknown and uh, and trust God. God does care about everything in your life, and so trust Him. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.messychristianity.com storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com